Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Today was an amazing day. Um, today, Donald Trump was officially banned from Twitter. Uh, yes, President Donald Trump, the president of the United States, was kicked off Twitter. Uh, Twitter just made an announcement and stated that uh, Donald Trump's account has been permanently suspended. So not temporarily suspended, permanently suspended. And uh, I want to give some quick context on this. Uh, give me a yes or no in the chat if you were aware that Donald Trump uh, has been banned by uh, Twitter and will probably be banned also by Facebook. Uh, give me a yes or no if you saw this. Um, so President Donald Trump can no longer use Twitter. And uh, I'm going to basically break down to you why I think this was a horrible mistake, <clears throat> um, why it sets a terrible precedent. Uh, I'm going to kind of break this down and uh, sort of tell you why whether you're a Democrat or Republican, if you believe in things like freedom of speech, uh, freedom of expression, why this is just a kind of a terrible thing. So let me read some of what Twitter said on their statement. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button. Uh, basically, Twitter, uh, according to NBC News, they said that the president's account, which has 88 million followers, that's 88 million people who uh, have been following the president, uh, they, they initially banned the account for 12 hours on January 6th due to, quote, severe violations of our civic integ integrity policy after he used the platform to tweet condemnation against Vice President Mike Pence as his supporters stormed the Capitol. Uh, after a quote, after a close review of recent tweets from the real Donald Trump account and the context around them, we have permanently suspended the account due to the risk of further incitement of violence. This is what the company said in the tweet. So let me do a quick straw poll with you guys. Uh, give me a yes or no. Yes or no. Do you agree with Twitter's decision to permanently suspend the account of Donald Trump? Give me a yes or no. Yes or no in the chat. Be honest. It's okay. We, we have freedom of speech here. I'm not going to ban you for disagreeing with me. <laughs> I, I, yes or no. Okay. I see the hard, the hard wave says no. Uh, Chi Chi Capri says no. Uh, Paulette says this is not okay. Accident by purpose, no. Uma says yes. Okay. Joshua, yes. Milleru says no, it's dangerous. Um, let's see. Uh, Dominique Pascal, I, I saw I saw you in there. I couldn't see if you said yes or no. Julia Cook said yes. Bo Waxon, no. Paul Gray, no, I don't agree. Yeah, um, well, here's what I'm going to say, uh, guys. I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I don't agree with this at all. I think this is a terrible decision. It sets a terrible precedent. And uh, the reason I think it sets a terrible precedent is not because I think Donald Trump's a great guy. It is not because I am a Republican or that I care about MAGA hats and all this stuff. It is not because I believe that Donald Trump is good for America or that he should be president. It is not because I believe one way or the other that he won the election. I know elections are rigged in the United States. Republicans steal elections. Democrats steal elections. They're all a bunch of thieves, if you ask me. And uh, all you black folks who are running around, you know, wearing blue and wearing red and picking the crypts of the bloods of, the, of, of American politics, deciding that you want to be either a uh, Democrat or Republican, and you want to work harder for them than you work for yourself, uh, I encourage you to switch your political party right now. Uh, your, your political party, in my view, should not be Democrat. It should not be Republican. You're, you should be voting for black people in every election. I don't vote blue or red. I vote black. So uh, everybody who agrees, everybody who agrees with the B1 philosophy, put your hashtag B1 in the chat. Uh, that's my political party. Black first, uh, because uh, last time I checked, I didn't see a single Democrat anywhere Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, or any of these people, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, any of them talking about reparations. Not one of them has ever used the word reparations that I've heard in the last 10 years in public. Donald Trump, Mike Pence, uh, all the leading Republicans, Mitch McConnell, they're not talking about reparations for black folks. 
So why are you out here doing slave work for these political parties? You need to be working for your own community. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. You need to be building black first. And then you can go be a Democrat, be a Republican. I don't care about that. But let me talk about why I think the suspension of Donald Trump's Twitter account sets a terrible precedent. What it does is it it really, um, you know, well, first of all, let me explain why they did it. Their argument is that Donald Trump's uh, statements on Twitter incited violence at the nation's capital. Uh, you, you saw a bunch of toothless hillbillies. Uh, from the backwoods of Alabama, climbing over uh, the wall, trying to get into the Capitol. They broke into the Capitol, uh, and, and Donald Trump was an instigator of it. You know, they were they were mad because of what what he said. He he kind of got them fired up, um, and and, uh, and and that was wrong, right? I I, I don't agree with that. Uh, if you were out there with, you know, with your uh, Trump flag and carrying your you know your gun or whatever it was you had, and you were climbing that fence, I think that's wrong. I think that, that we should handle these things better, for sure. Donald Trump. Uh, should be dealt with because of that. Now, here's what that scene reminded me of. That scene took me back. That scene took me back to a place called the summer of 2020. And if you recall, during the summer of 2020, there were also people running the streets, burning down buildings, busting out windows, running up, throwing bricks at the heads of cops, acting damn fool. Does anybody remember that? Give me a yes or no. If you remember the summer of 2020, it was a few months ago. I, I assume you saw some of what was going on in the summer of 2020. They were doing the same damn thing. They were doing the same thing, except in summer, it was Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, the LGBT-led organization that pretends to represent the black community, but doesn't. If you do the research, we read the Black Lives Matter website. So those of you who don't understand what I'm saying, who are new to the platform, who think that I'm talking crazy, I read out loud on this platform. See, I do something a lot of people don't read. I, don't, don't, I, do, so, I do something a lot of people don't do. Something a lot of people don't do. It's called reading. See, reading is fundamental. And if they want to hide stuff from some, some of our people, they just put it in the book. So Black Lives Matter, though, they, they were out loud with it. They had it right on the website. If you went to blacklivesmatter.org, you would read that Black Lives Matter's first objective was to dismantle the nuclear family. Uh, they had a whole lot of agenda items that didn't have nothing to do with black folks, nothing to do with the black male, nothing to do with, with, with preserving black families. They were a leftist organization in blackface. It's white liberalism in blackface. And so uh, that's why at that point I said, you know, I can't support this organization because they're doing some stuff that I can't identify with. You know, I, I don't know. I, give me a yes or no. If you were out there in the street throwing bricks through windows and burning down buildings in the summer, how many of y'all were out there doing that? Give me a yes or no. If you were out in the summer of 2020, just, uh, you know, throwing Molotov cocktails at police officers and doing all kinds of stuff, you know, yes or no. No, most of you were not. Exactly. So that wasn't our movement. That was somebody else's movement. And they were basically doing to us in that situation the same thing they do with their charitable organizations. The way charities make money off of black suffering is they will use imagery of starving African kids so they can go raise billions of dollars so they can hold uh, you know, fancy galas and $2,000 plate dinners and, and give, give you know, billions of dollars to their friends to make free shoes for kids in Ethiopia. They, they, it ain't got nothing to do with us. You know, the Clintons raised billions of dollars for Haiti. Is Haiti doing better because of the billions? I mean, with all that money they raised for Haiti after the earthquake, don't, don't you think Haiti should be doing better by now? Has anybody followed Haiti? Anybody know about Haiti? Is Haiti doing better because of all the money the Clintons raised? I'm asking you a serious question. So, so, so what I'm saying is that a lot of people think that because people are using black people, because they have black faces on their bulletin boards and on their uh, brochures, that somehow they're representing the black community. They are not representing you. This does not come from you. And when I talked to um, a celebrity recently about uh, the 2020 election, 
and we were talking about the NBA players and, and how they were, you know, kind of doing their thing as far as, you know, Black Lives Matter t-shirts and all that. I said, no, these brothers need to start their own damn movement. The only way you can know what's in the food is if you cook the food yourself. The only way you know the food is not poison is if you are the hands that made the food. You crack the eggs, you you season the steak, you added the salt and the butter and the ingredients. The only way you know what's in the food is if you cook it yourself. If somebody else cooks the food for you, they can poison the food. So your movements are like your food. They will cook up a movement for you and serve it to you raw on television. And some Negroes will jump all over anything that's got blackness on it. They know how to market to you. They know how to sell to you. They know how to make a movie and make y'all go see it and make y'all run around talking about, that's a black movie, y'all. That's a black movie, y'all. There ain't no damn black movie. That's a Disney movie. Disney ain't, Disney ain't run by black people. That's the Black Panther ain't a black movie. That's a Disney movie. Stop it. So, so, so the only way you know that the food is not poison is if you cook it yourself. So what I told um, a friend of mine who talks to a lot of these NBA players and everything is I said, tell these brothers that they have about a billion dollars between all of them. They need to start their own damn movement. So they know what's going into the movement. They know where it originated. They know the core of it. Get them on the phone with Dr. Claude Anderson so they can create something that's real, something black people can believe in. Don't be letting George Soros create a movement for you and then serve it to you and then have you run around repeating their talking points as if they belong to you. They didn't belong to you. Figure out who the hell you are. So anyway, let me get back to it. Let me move forward. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the share button. Hit the subscribe button. We're talking about Donald Trump being uh, permanently suspended from Twitter. And what that means, Twitter, uh, I guess they think they did something good for America by banning the president of the United States from their platform. I'm going to tell you why they didn't. Um, and uh, and actually, if you could, please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button. Also, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, Twitter's move, um, it, you know, anybody who understands chess, not checkers, understands the danger of this move. Uh, when they're doing this to other people, you're next on the menu. You do understand that, right? You do understand that after they finish allegedly ending racism by banning people like Donald Trump. You know that you're next, right? You know, um, you know that uh, 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 Louis Farrakhan's already banned from Twitter. Y'all know that, right? You know that they put Farrakhan and Donald Trump in the same category. How, how many of y'all think Farrakhan and Donald Trump belong in the same category? Give me a yes or no. Does Louis Farrakhan belong in the same category with Donald Trump? Give me a yes or no. Do you think that they're the same? Are they? Are they? Are they of the same political party? Do they have the same history? What do you think? Yes or no? Louis Farrakhan and Donald Trump, are they the same? No, they're not. But here's the thing. In the offices of Twitter, they are exactly the same. Louis Farrakhan is nothing more to them than another Donald Trump, another Alex Jones, another political enemy. That's that's what he is. And, and so 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 you're next. Next, they'll next they'll be going out to people like Tariq Nasheed. Tariq Nasheed has been uh, you know, a, a thorn in the side of the establishment. Tariq Nasheed speaks his truth. I don't always agree with him, but I love Tariq Nasheed. I think Tariq Nasheed is good for the world. At least he's at least he's his own man. At least he's his own man. Even if you disagree with me, at least you're your own man. And Tariq will be next. People like that. Uh, they'll be going after people like uh, Riza Islam. They will, they already got Vicky Dillard. Y'all know that. Did y'all know that? Did y'all know on Fly New Being Queen? Uh, they shut down Vicky Dillard's live stream in the middle of her show. Did y'all know that? That YouTube, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook are all being accused of antitrust violations. They're also being accused of being um, an oligopoly. I think that's the right term to use. Uh, they they've been they've been accused of almost like um like a RICO charge type thing, organized crime, uh, where they have been accused of coordinating. 
their strategies to suppress dissent and to profit from the American people. Right now, that's why they're holding these congressional hearings that really aren't going to go anywhere because your your capitalists control your government. But right now, but YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, they talk to each other. And so when one of them is doing something, the others are taking notes. So like when Alex Jones got booted, he didn't get just get just get booted from YouTube. He didn't just get booted from Facebook or, or Twitter. He got booted from all of them at once. And then you throw Apple in there too. Apple got on the phone and said, okay, we're going to take him out too. We're going to do it all on the same day, like a, like a raid by the feds. So Vicki Dillard is doing her show on flynewbeingqueentv.com, and which she does every night. And Vicki Dillard was speaking her truth. Vicki Dillard is never is not a person who incites any sort of violence. She's not a person who gets on there. She don't even cuss. Vicki don't even cuss. Vicky's a, a, a proud member of the Nation of Islam, a, a wonderful black woman, very intelligent, a very B1. He puts the black community first. And they literally, she had 3,500 people watching her live stream. So this video probably got 50 to 100,000 views or more. And they literally went right in like some gangsters and shut her show down in the middle of the show. So, 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 so you're next. This is why I don't support Twitter banning Donald Trump because you're next because you ever see when white folks will do something weird. Like they'll say, well, we don't believe in racism of any kind. And so you start quoting Malcolm X and they say, well, that's racist because Malcolm X talks about white people. We don't allow that. That's racist. Next thing you know, you're getting banned because you quoted Malcolm X. This has happened to me. I, I, I was banned from Facebook for a week because I quoted Malcolm X. I got banned for quoting Tyler Perry. How am I going to get banned for quoting Medea? Are you kidding me right now? Are you serious right now? You know, and so so what we live is we live in a dangerous world where uh, the government, as oppressive as it is, is not nearly as oppressive as your new government. Your new government is your social media uh, technology platforms. That is your new government. You don't live in a democracy. You live in what they call a technocracy. I think that's the right term, a technocracy, where Facebook, Twitter, Google, etc., they get decide to decide what is true, what is not, uh, who gets to talk, who doesn't. Uh, if they think that your alternative ideas or your dissenting viewpoints are too dangerous or being listened to by too many people, they will shut you down. How many of you, give me a yes or no, how many, how many felons, how many Facebook felons we got in the room? How many of you, give me a yes or no, have ever been put in Facebook jail? I, I consider that to be a rite of passage almost. That means you say, you, you must be saying some real stuff if Facebook is putting you in Facebook jail. How many people, how many of you in this room, yes or no, have been put into Facebook jail? Uh, K.A., I see your, 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 your point about uh, the video for uh, financial tips for an 18 year old. Uh, go to uh, the YBR program.com, T H E, the YBR program.com. I have a whole curriculum for young people on how to build wealth. The YBR program.com, that stands for Young, Black, and Rich. So the YBR program.com is exactly where you can find all that, all that content. Okay. <clears throat> so, so here's why I bring this up. Um, you know, Facebook jail is 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 something that most of us have experienced. I've I've been in Facebook jail. <laughs> Somebody said I'm a 29 time felon. Derek said that. Yeah, I, I I might be up there with you, Derek. And um and and so what I really think has to occur is uh and I'm gonna throw this out there is uh, somebody mentioned this to me today. They said, Doctor Boyce, we need to create alternative ways to get in touch with each other, uh to prepare for the day when they come and shut you down. And so what I wanted to share with you guys is a couple of ways that you should be able to get in touch with me in case they ever shut me down on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, because they're shutting people down. They shut Vicky Dillard down on YouTube just yesterday. Uh, you know, they shut, they're shutting down the president of the United States. 
people like us are going to be next. So there's two places I am. One place I go to, I got an account is a place called Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. The Parler app, um, it was started by conservatives, but I told you I don't get into conservative and liberal nonsense. I think all that's anti-black anyway, so I don't care about what your political affiliation is. I like Parler because Parler is a lot like Twitter, except they allow you to make longer posts and longer videos. So I'm on the Parler app. So go download the Parler app, P-A-R-L-E-R. It's right there on the screen. And you can look for my name, Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, please join us on the Parler app. I'll try to follow you back as well. So Parler is one place. Also, uh, this new app, Clubhouse. Um, I'm on the Clubhouse app at Dr. Boyce Watkins. So Parler and Clubhouse. And another thing you can do is you can text the word Boyce to 31996. Text Boyce, B-O-Y-C-E, to 31996. And I can connect with you via text message. I can connect with you via Parler, via Clubhouse. And then also we have other platforms you can just follow just in case. And then that way, if they shut me down, they have to shut me down in about 15, 20 different places. They can't just shut me down in one spot. Uh, and so uh, remember that when you talk about security, security is a big deal. Um, you know, Physical security is very important. Economic security is very important. Well, now we got to talk about digital security because I, I, I can tell you I have no doubt that people like me, they're going to come after people like me. Uh, I don't think I'm a bad guy. I will never incite violence. I'll never tell anybody to go storm the Capitol and beat people up or throw rocks at cops or anything like that. I don't, I don't get into that type of stuff, but I am talking about something that I think people consider to be quite, quite dangerous, which is black economic power, black economic unity, black economic potential. Because here's another thing about these politicians that's really fascinating is they try, they love to distract you with the things that don't matter. They love to give you the cheap stuff because they don't want to give you the expensive stuff. They love to talk to you about voting rights because voting rights don't give you power. Voting rights give them power. Voting rights only empower you to empower them. So they get your voting rights because they need you to vote so they can get power so they can go serve the corporations who pay the bills. Even Warnock down in um, in Georgia, when Warnock ran for, for Senate, uh, he won. Congratulations to him. But Warnock raised one hundred and twenty four million dollars to run for Senate. You think he got one hundred and twenty four million dollars from Ebenezer Baptist Church? You think he got $124 million by going through the hood? No, he got $124 million from billionaires. He got $124 million from corporations. He got $124 million from wealthy white people or Jewish or, or other donors who want to support other agendas that have nothing to do with black people. That's why you don't hear people like Warnock ever talking about things like reparations because they, and these billionaires and, and, and corporations are not interested in reparations. So my point is not to dismiss some, a guy like a Warnock. I mean, you can be happy for him if you want to. I don't care. But what I'm saying to you is that these politicians, uh, it, it, they, 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 they're, they're, they're controlled by the money. They're controlled by the money. And the reason they think black voting rights are so important is because they need you to vote so they can get in power so they can then go do favors for the people who gave them the money. That's why these antitrust hearings against Twitter and Facebook and other companies are not going to go anywhere. Mark my words, Apple, Twitter, Facebook and Google are probably going to get a slap on the wrist for antitrust violations. The stock market is very, very smart. Let me tell you about the stock market. It has an amazing brain. The stock market, when it was announced, you would think that if there, if it's announced that Facebook is being taken before the United States Senate for antitrust hearings, you would think that that would rock the, 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 the share price of Facebook. You know what happened? It barely wiggled. That stock price barely moved. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The government, they they trying to come talk to us again. It's like being a dope dealer where the cops say, hey, we want to come by your house. And, you know, half the cops are on your payroll. So you ain't worried about no damn cops because, you know, the police department is corrupt. The dope deal. If the dope dealers are running uh, the police department, 
you're not going to have a serious war on drugs. Right. So so the dope dealers are running the police department, the dope dealers, meaning the big tech companies and the big corporations are running your government. So there will never be any serious, significant action that relates to uh, transitions of wealth or, uh, or or dealing with economic inequality. Economic inequality in America is growing. It's going to continue to grow. Uh, the people on the far left that were storming the Capitol were angry for the same reasons that the, excuse me, the people on the far right, sorry about that. The people on the far right who were storming the Capitol were angry for the same reasons as the people on the far left. They were all angry for the same reason, which is that your elected officials, these multimillionaire, multi-billionaires are not doing their jobs. They are starving you out and they're having you sitting around waiting on the government to send you a $600 check while they've had you sitting up in your house, not able to pay bills or rent for six or seven months at a time. While at the same time, Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell each probably made a total of about $30 million a month this year. Right? Did I say that right? Let me make sure I get that number right. Yeah, yeah, I'd say maybe not $30 million a month. That's a big number. Sorry about that. Let's say 3 or $4 million a month. They're both worth about Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell worth about a quarter of a billion dollars combined. Mitch McConnell's wife is a transportation secretary. Her last name is Chow. Her father is worth about $600 million. He's a very wealthy man in China. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband is worth about $200 million. So these people that are worth a combined total of hundreds of millions of dollars are sitting around deciding if they they're going to send you a $600 check or a $2,000 check when in reality, what should happen is that everybody should get $3,000 a month and it should come out of the pockets of your billionaires. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, who just became the richest man in the world, all these wealthy people should be writing massive checks to support people while they're sitting at home waiting to, to, to see if they're going to catch COVID or not catch it. Right. So I'm not here to tell you what your opinion should be left or right. I'm just here to tell you that if you get caught up in this Democrat versus Republican nonsense, you're playing their game. You are literally legitimizing the nonsense that they're putting in front of you. What really needs to occur is you, you don't need um, civil war. You really need revolution. You know, you don't need civil war. You don't need the left fighting against the right. You need everybody fighting against the elite. You know, and I'm not telling you how to do it. I'm not telling you to go storm the Capitol. I'm not telling you to go burn down buildings. I, I, I'm sorry. People get mad at me. Maybe they think I'm cooning out, but I, I, I'm not, a, I don't like seeing good police officers and I know some good ones. My daddy was a cop. I don't like seeing cops get bricks thrown at their head if they didn't do nothing wrong. Don't get me wrong. Some cops need to be dealt with. We know about the criminal justice system. We know about Joe Biden's crime bill. We know that there's a lot of work that needs to be done, but this whole idea that all pigs need to go down and all this and other stuff, I, I can't, I'm not with that. In all these cities where they were destroying these cities all, all across America, murder rates have gone up. Carjacking rates have gone up. People are not safe in these cities. I was in Portland. I almost had this. I almost had to shank a dude because he was <clears throat> there was no police around. And this man, this man followed me and my goddaughter for six blocks. And a, and a guy stopped me because he recognized me. And he, and he said, hey, Dr. Boyce, I said, hey, what's going on, man? I said, what's what's happening, man? I thought I thought I was going to have to punch you because I thought you were that 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 guy that just followed us for, for six blocks. He said Portland's been like a, a, a war zone since COVID began because the cops are gone. <clears throat> uh, everybody, ain't nobody coming downtown because of the protests and the riots and everything else. Everybody's scared. And you were just walking through. Uh, downtown in a place where you had no safety, no protection. So I said, man, let me get back to my hotel. This is crazy. So my point is to say that that I, I don't think that's the world we want to live in, right? I, I think that we want to live in a world that's that's safe. I think we want to live in a world where uh, we can actually solve problems. I think we want to live in a world where people are listened to. 
I, I want to live in a world where people don't have to climb the walls of the Capitol in order to talk to their representatives. How about that? I, I'm not even a Trump supporter, but I'm sitting here thinking, ain't this something that people got to go climb the walls and bust through the windows just to talk to their representatives? Or people got to go burn down a Target, burn down a Walmart just to get a couple of dollars into the hood. Like, are you kidding me? Are you serious right now? You know, when they when they shut down everything during COVID, they didn't shut down the big corporations. What I saw in my community was I saw all the small businesses getting shut down. And the only businesses that were open were the big corporations. I saw that Target was still open. I saw that Walmart was still open. I saw that Home Depot was still open. But all the little mom and pop shops were shut down. This doesn't make any sense. You have very bad government. Also, you have very bad digital government. Your digital government consists of the Twitters and the Facebooks and all that. This is only going to get worse. Uh, they've decided that they have the right to decide who gets to speak and who doesn't. Um, if you if you take down Trump's account for allegedly inciting violence, again, I'm not here. I'm not here to defend Trump. I don't like the guy. I don't think the guy's a good president. But if you want to take down his account claiming that he incited violence, then it seems to me that you would also tear down the accounts of any Democrat who was in approval of the violence that occurred this summer. I mean, wouldn't that wouldn't that make sense? If you're going to tear his stuff down and claim that he caused the riot that occurred in D.C., then why would you not take down the accounts of the people who were connected to all the riots that took place in cities all across America? I mean, right. I mean, doesn't that seem balanced or is it, or is being uh, fair and balanced or having common sense? Is that now outlawed? Is that is there something wrong? with that? Is it is, am I am I am I a bad person because I'm not picking the blue or the red? Or have Negroes just lost their minds so much that they really think that you don't forget that you black, you think you blue, you think you red. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be red. I'm not trying to be blue. I'm trying to be black. I, I put black first. That's it. That's right. And that's what it's always going to be. So um, I'm not, so, 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 so at the end of the day, um, I think Twitter made a mistake. I think that this is going to come back to get them. I think they just alienated half the country. Um, I think that this is also going to build up spaces like the parlor app. And maybe that's maybe it's time for that. Maybe it's time to go ahead and have some partisanship in the digital space. Um, so if you want to know where I am uh, in case you know the world falls apart and they take down my Twitter account, uh, I'm on parlor also. So you can follow me on parlor at Dr. Boyce Watkins. Everybody download the parlor app. Uh, follow me on, doc, on at Dr. Boyce Watkins. If, if you feel compelled to do so, I'm not into telling you what to do. I'm not like them. I don't want to order you to do anything. I'm simply stating this in hopes that you'll hear what I'm saying. Uh, and also I am on the clubhouse app at Dr. Boyce Watkins and you can text the word Boyce to three, one, nine, nine, six. Uh, if you'd like to also be connected via text message. And uh, also, last but not least, uh, if you go to allblackeconomics.com, you can not just get a free copy of my book, It Takes a Village to Raise the Bar, but you'll also be on my email list. So uh, this is some ways that we can stay in touch and stay connected um, in the event that they come after people like me. Uh, because I'll tell you, when, when they're going after the president, it doesn't make me feel comfortable. It, make, it lets me know that we no longer live in a country that believes in freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Um, you know, the the reasons that those people did what they did go far deeper than just what Trump was tweet, was tweeting on Twitter. I mean, sure, that probably played a part in the process. I mean, he's the president of the United States. But those people were angry long before he issued that final tweet. Right. They were angry because they've been sitting in their house for eight months with a bunch of politicians telling them they need to sit around and wait for a six hundred dollar check. When your baby's crying because your baby's hungry and landlords banging down your door and you and your kids have been evicted and you're homeless, then you, you that that anger has been simmering for a long time. And what I saw 
was I saw a bunch of politicians who said, I can ruin your life, but I can't be touched. Like I, I, you can't, you can't touch me because you're not able to come in here and actually confront me directly. You have to get mad at me through the TV set. And the people basically were saying, no, you can't be touched. Everybody can be touched. I'm not condoning it. This is not me condoning violence. So Twitter, if you're listening or Facebook or YouTube, if you're listening, I'm not condoning any other behavior that happened the other day. I'm just explaining it and letting you know that, that, that when you, when you ignore the wishes of the American people for that long, when you disrespect people for that long, when you harm people for that long, at some point, something's going to boil over. So if you want these things to not happen anymore, have these politicians do their job. They were not doing their job. And I think that's why people were, were burning down stuff in the summertime. And that's why people were climbing over the walls of the Capitol building in the wintertime. It ain't, it's only going to get worse because these politicians are not going to get any better. I don't see thing, good things happening for this country. But I do want you as black people to understand that you've got to just get prepared for that. Uh, I don't I, you know, the reason a big part of the reason I don't really have a lot of faith that they're going to come through with a meaningful reparations package is because. America is a country that is failing in multiple ways. We have $27 trillion in debt. They're never going to be out of debt. Uh, Inequality is at an all-time high. America will always be unequal. America will always be capitalist. Um, These white supremacists who run the Democratic and Republican parties, they're not going to change their tune. In fact, they're diluting the black vote as we speak. When you're supporting all these policies to open up the borders and let everybody in, when they say the first agenda item on the Biden administration's plan is to let in 11 million more uh, illegal people into the country, um, they're pretty much what they're trying to do is make sure that your vote does not count. They're trying to make sure that, like, look, we don't want to depend on these Negroes. They got people like Ice Cube speaking up now who are telling them to demand something for their vote. Well, we're just going to replace you. We're going to replace we're going to replace the, the the nagging wife with the beautiful side chick, <laughs> you're the nagging spouse, you're the nagging spouse. So they're like, okay, we're going to dump you. and We're going to go date the secretary because the secretary is just glad to have a man, right? She's a side chick. Side chicks don't have, don't have high standards. Right? <laughs> like the wife does. The wife says, I, I stood by you all these years. I done had your back. I helped you get through medical school. You owe me, right? The side chick is just glad that you called her, you know, that you called her on this every Saturday night. So basically, they're, they're bringing in millions of people. Go look at Repowernomics. Read Dr. Claude Anderson's books like Black Labor, White Wealth, which you can actually find on his website, powernomics.com. Uh, he, he talks about how black people used to have a much, much stronger vote back 100 years ago. Your, your vote, if you were voting back then, which we obviously couldn't, but, but basically uh, at that time, you had so much more uh, of a percentage of the population. Like your vote meant something in the past. And every election, it means less and less and less because it gets diluted more and more. And because a lot of our people don't read, they don't understand that when they're opening up borders and just letting people in and then claiming, falsely claiming that there's some black brown coalition that somehow naturally says that you're connected to this other community, um, they're, they're pretty much getting you to vote against your own interests. You're voting to dilute yourself. You vote for your own genocide, your own political genocide. You vote for your own economic genocide. You vote for your own incarceration. You support, you're trained through peer pressure and other th- other mechanisms that are used mainly through your black pastors and your false leaders and your Negroes on TV. They have trained you to support all the things that are built to destroy you. Don't believe me? Look at the evidence. You don't believe me? Look at the facts. You don't believe me? Look at the statistics. I put a screenshot 
from Dr. Claude Anderson's book, Black Labor, White Wealth, that showed that even though we had thousands more black elected officials between 1964 and 1992 in particular, and then this continued even beyond that, um, we, we, had, we went from about 105 black elected officials to 8,000 black elected officials. Did you know that? <clears throat> and so what Dr. Anderson did was he went and got some data. And he said, if we got all these extra black elected officials, all these Negroes in fancy suits, um, talking about, you know, talking about hope and change and getting elected to office and all this stuff, we should be doing better. The black community should be doing better. So he looked at four measures of quality of life. The four measures were um, incarceration rate, poverty rate, um, annual income, and uh, something else. There was one more. I can't remember what the fourth one was. But in all categories that measure black quality of life, did y'all know this? Give me a yes or no if you knew this. In all areas that measure black quality of life, even though we went from about 104 black elected officials in 1964 to 8,000 black elected officials in 1992, we declined in every single category. The only area we did not fully decline was actually in income. We went from having from earning 53% of what white people make to earning 59% of what white people make, which still isn't a big increase. In terms of wealth, we actually went down. So, so what I'm, t- I'm here to ask you, I'm here to just say to you, um, what are you celebrating? You know, when your favorite Negro gets elected to office, what, what are you happy about? What are you cheering for? I mean, maybe, but then again, maybe you're cheering for nothingness, right? That's what, you know, that's what we do. We like symbolism, right? We love to cheer for nothingness. So maybe it's like, I don't know, like I'll give you an example. I'll use myself as an example of, of, of stupidity. Um, I went to Ohio State University. I got my PhD at Ohio State. And uh, Ohio State is playing against the University of Alabama in the uh, national championship. I am so excited to see my Buckeyes in the national championship. I can't wait. They're going to play the Alabama Crimson Tide. And you know what I did? You know what my silly silly butt did? I got on Amazon and I ordered um, three Ohio State sweatshirts. I ordered uh, a couple of Ohio State Buckeyes uh, face masks. So when I go out, you'll know I'm a Buckeye because it'll say Buckeyes right down the face mask. And uh, and I'm, I'm going to get ready for that game. Now, here's the thing, right? The, the, this is this is where where I become as silly as our community gets when it comes to things like, you know, who we're voting for and all that. I'm going to be real pumped up for that game. If Ohio State wins that game, I'm going to be in a good mood. But when you really look at it for real, for real, and you really break it down. Has my life changed because Ohio State won the national championship? Uh, am I going to be able to feed my kids better because of that? Are they going? Am, am I going to, um, you know, am I going to have a better relationship with my spouse? Am I going to have a bigger house? Am I going to have more wealth? Am I going to have more freedom in my life because they won? Or, or is it just a game? Or is it just? Am I just a spectator? So what what I'm saying is that in American politics, you're asked to put a lot of time and energy into these political games. But you're not a player in the game. You're just a spectator. You're a spectator. You're sitting here watching to see which white person is going to have power over the previous white person who had power before you. All the while, when you run around to my Democratic Party, Republican Party, you have never been invited to the party at once. They do not invite you to the party. First thing they do is at the top of their agenda item list, they say number one agenda item is to ignore black people. Like That, that is our goal. Our number one agenda item is to make sure that we continue the long-held tradition of the Democrat and Republican parties to ignore all issues that affect the black community. The only time they pay attention to you is when it's time to vote. And, and for some reason, somebody wrote it down somewhere that all black people must vote no matter what, that we're not allowed to ask why, 
You're not expected to ask any questions or to challenge the, the existing status quo. You're supposed to do it because they said so. Pay attention. Watch when they tell you to go vote. When they tell you to vote, they either they either do not give you a reason why, which is absolutely illogical. It is incredibly ignorant. It is about as backward as you can get. And also, they if they do give you an explanation, it'll be something based on uh, on fear. It'll be you have to vote because we got to get Trump out of office. But before it was, uh, we got to get Bush out of office. Or before, or maybe it is if the other guy gets elected, it's going to be terrible. Bad things are going to happen to you, right? This is all planned. They prepare all. They plan all this for you, right? They they plan it because some of our people just aren't that smart, or or or, or it's very least critical thinking is not encouraged. That's why there are so many people that get mad at me. You know, um, I'll tell you, the, uh, Junior Bridgman is buying. Uh, Ebony Magazine. Junior Bridgman is out of my hometown of Louisville. He used to play for the Louisville Cardinals. My mother used to talk about him when I was a little kid and how smart he was. And she used to tell me I wanted to be like him when I grow up. So I have a lot of respect for Junior Bridgman. He just bought Ebony Magazine. So Junior Bridgman bought Ebony Magazine. And I had mixed feelings because I love Ebony and I love Junior Bridgman. But uh, a few years ago, when Barack Obama was president, I was asked to write an article for Ebony Magazine. One of their senior editors reached out and said, we'd like for you to write a financial literacy piece. And I said, sure, absolutely. So I wrote it, spent a lot of time on it. I said, I'm writing in Ebony Magazine. This is a source of pride. Ebony Magazine is a cherished institution in our community. Well, when the article got submitted, uh, I got a call from one of the uh, lead, one of the editors at the magazine. She said, she said, do you have, do you know anybody at Ebony? Did, is there anybody there who is mad at you? And I said, what are you talking about? I said, I make everybody mad, but I don't, I don't know anybody over there. In, like on a first name basis, I don't have that many friends who who want to be my friend. And she said, she said, because, because this person, and I won't say the person's name because I don't want to embarrass her. She said, she, she told me when I submitted your piece, she said, we will never publish an article from Dr. Boyce Watkins. We will never publish anything from Dr. Boyce Watkins. And, uh, and, and I speculate that the reason that she was upset was because at that time during election time, I was just telling black people that you shouldn't vote for a politician that's not promising you anything, uh, that if that it's OK for you to say, you know what, um, I don't pay money for products that I don't receive. So I'm not going to give votes to politicians who don't deliver. Right. And, uh, and, and and that really upset her to the point where she felt compelled to blatantly censor my voice to make sure black people didn't hear it. This happens all the time. Um, I talked to a rapper once who told me he went he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. He said he went on a radio show and they told him specifically that he is not allowed to mention Bernie Sanders on the air, that Hillary Clinton is the only name he can mention. He cannot mention the Republican candidate. He cannot mention Bernie Sanders. And, and what this is, the reason this is very dangerous, the reason this concerns me as a scholar is because what it's saying is that you're not people that are being empowered by your leaders. You're being managed by your leaders. You're being managed. They manage the information that you're allowed to have. They will censor voices that they do not want you to hear. Do you follow what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? They, they, they it's because it's, it's, it's very, so think about that, right? You know, that's what you do with a child. Like with our 11 year old, if we don't want her to hear something, we make sure she doesn't hear it. You know, if it's music or a conversation, we censor what our 11 year old is allowed to hear, but you, you censor children. You don't censor grown adults who are supposed to be making free and independent decisions. So exactly what Twitter is doing by banning Donald Trump and saying, we don't want 80 million people to even hear what he has to say. Forget debating him. Forget providing an alternative point of view. Forget a free exchange of ideas. Though that, that That's dead. That doesn't exist in America. Instead, they're doing what China does. China does that. China says we are going to decide 
if you're allowed to hear it or not allowed to hear it. That's why if you go to China and you look up Google, you're going to get a dead website. If you go to China and you look up Facebook, you're going to get a dead website. Uh, you, they don't even have Uber in China. They they said, no, we want our own Uber. We want our own. Uh, uh, we want a Chinese Uber. So the Chinese are very, very uh, specific about blocking certain ideas, uh, making sure certain businesses don't exist in their community uh, that are owned by outsiders. Uh, so on one hand, it's a good thing because they practice poweronomics and they have a tremendous amount of unity. On the other hand, <clears throat> it's it's a type of um, totalitarian uh, control, fascism that is really becoming popular in America when you get people that from a that that truly believe that they have a monopoly on the truth that they um that they literally cannot uh that they that they can tell people who's allowed to talk and who's not allowed to talk now somebody says they just banned parlor so y'all better wake up did they ban parlor i don't think they banned parlor um jupiter but maybe you're right let me see let me google search it did they, they there's no way if they ban parlor then that's woof let me see let me search i'm gonna search parlor ban um, Apple threatens to ban Parler after Capital Riot. Apple has threatened to ban Parler from the App Store. Sheesh! Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. See, I told you these big tech companies. That that's your new government. That's your new government. They're they This is this is fascinating. I wonder if Google's going to ban them also. So maybe you got to get them out. Get it out of the Google Store or something. I. I don't know what to say, but like I said, if you text the word "boys" to three one nine nine six, I can at least text you. Uh, Parler, uh, P A R L E R, uh, the Parler app. I thought you can get it out of the app store, but maybe they blocked that too. So uh, maybe I can just give you some of our social media handles so you can follow all of them uh, if you want to. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, here's one URL you can go to: theallblackagenda.com. That's why I have a lot of items there related to a black agenda that you can implement in your own household. One of the things that I concluded this year and that I'm, that I'm really stressing to you is the importance of understanding that black people don't need Joe Biden or any white person's permission to implement a black agenda. The black agenda needs to be controlled by you. We need to do for self. Uh, these people can't even do for their own selves. Uh, again, uh, which, when you saw that thing happening on Capitol Hill, that civil war, what that was reflective of is that other people are not even taking care of their own. Uh, so if you're waiting for them to take care of you, um, I think you're going to be waiting forever. So uh, the allblackagenda.com, what that does is I focus specifically on wealth and economics. I believe that economic strength is the one thing that will boost black America. Economic strength is the one thing that will make black people great again and again and again. But economic strength is the one thing that will give you and your family freedom and liberation to live the life that you want to live. Economic strength is the one thing that changed my life. So if you go to the allblackagenda.com, there's a lot of resources there. Uh, most of them are free. Some of them have a low cost. You can feel free to go take a look there. Also, we have a YouTube channel, yourblackworldtv.com. Now that channel has about 410,000 subscribers. That channel has been banned a couple of times and shadow banned and things like that. But we do have subscribers there. We have lively conversations there. Um, and so that's another place you can go. So I'm just giving you guys a few different outlets if you want to follow us and remain connected. Uh, if you're a black man or, you you know, if you if you support this, uh, blackmenunited.net is where uh, we have a coalition of black men. So you can sign up there. There's free resources for black men. I'm big on manhood. Uh, we need the men to man up. Uh, and, man, and manning up is a conscious decision. Being a being a man. Versus being a little boy or, or letting, letting them make you into a little girl. That is a decision. 
And so just making the decision to man up means making the decision to be intelligent, not ignorant. Manning up means making the decision to be responsible, not irresponsible. Manning up meaning means making the decision uh, to be strong and not weak. So uh, I encourage all the men uh, that are listening to know that manning up really is a choice. Uh, nobody's going to give you your manhood. That's not how manhood works. Uh, also, nobody gives you power. That's not how power works. Think of life like a football game. Uh, when you play in a football game, the other team will never cheer for you when you score touch, touchdowns. If the other team is cheering for you, then that means you probably messed up. That means you probably made a mistake. That probably means you ran the ball in the wrong end zone or put the ball in the wrong basket. So really, when you sit around waiting for, for other people to cheer for you uh, for progress in the black community, then you need to understand that what you think is progress may not be progress. When they are feeding you the things that, that you think are going to make you successful, you got to check because they're probably feeding you poison food. So in order for black men to be strong again, which is very important, we need our men. We need our strong communities. We need our strong families. There's no replacement for the black man, just like there's no replacement for the black woman. Black Men United is built around those principles. So feel free to join us at blackmenunited.net. And of course, um, I'm on Instagram at the Real Boys Watkins. So you can follow me on the gram. So maybe if you follow me on multiple platforms, if everything goes down and goes crazy, um, I'll just try all the different platforms and try to see if I can connect with you in some way. And I'll always be honest with you. I'll always um, share what I know and do my best to empower you because I want to see you win. And I believe we're going to win. I believe that we're going to be great. And one of our great untapped sources of power is actually the continent of Africa. Uh, if you look at the continent of Africa, you've got um, all these countries, dozens of countries with 25, 30, 50 million, sometimes as much as 100 million people that look just like you. These are people that welcome you. These are people that love you. You know, they're not all perfect. Africa has its issues. We know that, right? Colonialism did a number on Africa. And even before colonialism, not every African was perfect, right? But I do think Africa has a lot of potential there in terms of, I remember Africa's the richest continent on the planet. Africa is still the richest continent on the planet. They they have a tremendous amount of natural resources, unbelievable amounts of land and, and gold and diamonds and oil and everything else and, and intellect. I mean, the human capital is off the chain. Uh, Africa has one of the youngest populations on the planet. Did y'all know that? That Africa is seen as the next China. Africa is the next India. Africa is going to emerge in a way that you can't possibly imagine right now. Uh, and, and you have to understand that Africa's demise, <clears throat> its struggle is temporary. You know, it's, it's only struggled maybe for the last 300, 400 years. But you live in a world that's built on thousand, you know, 200, 300, 500 thousand year cycles. So it may take 300 years for Africa to become great again. But Africa's on its way up. And Africa is a, is a place that is yours. Uh, is connected to you. Um, it's a place you can get familiar with. It's a place where white supremacy isn't really as much of a thing. When I went to Ghana, I, I loved the comfort I felt by being around people that look like me. It was the white people who were the outsiders. It was the Asian people who were the outsiders. So um, sometimes the reason that you feel oppressed all the time as a black person is because you're not in the right place. That's it. You know, when I'm in my house, I feel very powerful because it's my house. This is my family. That's my woman. Those are my kids. But if I go in another man's house, I'm going to feel very oppressed because those are those are his kids. That's his wife. That That's his family. That's his. Those are his resources. Do you understand? So a lot of you feel oppressed on a day to day basis because you've been trained to position yourself out of place. You've been trained to get away from the places that make you strong and go to the places that make you weak. You've been trained to believe that getting out of the hood and away from the hood is a form of strength. And actually, it's staying in the hood that might keep you safer. Uh, you know, so 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 I encourage you to sort of shift your thinking uh, because the power belongs to us and there is power out there. You just got to go know, know where to know where to go to look for it. OK, so I'm going to stop talking. 
Um, it was fun uh, discussing this with you. Uh, my conclusion on Donald Trump being banned from Twitter is that I think it was a terrible idea. I think Twitter is going to have hell to pay. I think that they have half the country mad at them now. And I think that uh, also half of Congress is going to be mad. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But either way, uh, this is not your fight. Um, you know, unless unless you're a black person that gets caught up in Donald Trump and you think you're a MAGA or whatever, or if you're caught up in Joe Biden and you think that you're you bleed blue. Um, I don't know. what to, I don't know what to do with that. I don't hate you. I just encourage you to consider, um, you know, to reconsider your thinking uh, and maybe learn the lesson I learned 20 years ago when I used to be all about the Democratic Party. It did take me long to figure out, hey, these people are never going to really have my back the way I'm expected to have their back. Black people have always been expected to be the commodity, but we are never expected to be the beneficiary. People need us on their team, but we're never the team captain. We're never the team owner. We are only the water boys. We are the we are the laborers. We we are put in the battle, but we're put in infantry. We're not the generals of the, of, of the military. So what I mean by that is, and I'm not talking about the literal military. I'm talking about you know this, this these battles between Democrat Republican or whatever. We're taught to do the dirty work. We've always done that. We've always saved America. Uh, I don't care about Stacey Abrams saving America. Good for her. She's going to get a couple of dollars out of it. But who cares if you save America if America doesn't save you? If there is no reciprocity, then that doesn't make you a great black person. Honestly, that can make you a little bit of a sucker. I'm not calling Stacey Abrams a sucker, but, you know, sucker-like behavior is going to get called for what it is. Well, why are you telling me that you're proud that you saved America when you can't point to anything specific to, for black people that America has done to save you? Seriously, I don't even understand that. That's like saying I, I proudly spent $3,000 at this store and somebody's like, well, you spent $3,000. What'd you get? I got a big bowl of nothing. They gave me nothing, but I got to spend 3000 at the store. Well, is that a good move? Yes or no? Does that make any sense? Give me a yes or no. No, that makes you a sucker. That makes you stupid. Why would you give $3,000 to a store when they gave you nothing in return? Right? So, so, so let's grow up. Let's get a little bit smarter. Let's stop being white supremacists. And stop the you know white supremacy means putting white people on a pedestal. It means you it's like when you take pride in doing things for them and they don't take any pride in doing anything for you. That makes you a white supremacist. So white supremacy is not just a problem that is inflicted by whites onto blacks. It's a problem that's inflicted by blacks onto blacks. When black people run around pressuring each other to violate their each other's freedom of speech and freedom of expression, freedom of thought. And saying, no, 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 you must do this. You must do what the rest of us are doing. You must do it. We're going to beat you up. We're going to, you're just like an overseer on a plantation who is beating the slaves worse than the master does. Seriously, what is wrong with you? Do do what you're going to do. Do you, you go, okay, go to the polls, take your booty to the polls, go and do what you got to, you know, whatever it is you want to do, you go do you. But I'm going to sit with my family because I'm the king of this. I'm the king of my family. And me and my family are going to make an independent decision that has nothing to do with the fact that you might be getting paid off by the Democrat or the Republican parties to try to force my behavior. The world is full of sheep or it's full of leaders. Which are you? Write it in the chat. Are you a leader or are you a sheep? Do you follow the crowd or do you draw your own path? Black leadership is not something that is held by the few. It's not something where you have a couple of hoity-toity Negroes on TV where you look up to them as black leaders. Please get rid of that notion of black leadership. It's very dangerous. I don't believe in the idea of one or two people defining what millions of people are going to do. You can be a leader of your own family. Lead your house. Lead the people around you. Lead your life. Lead yourself. Be a leader. Don't be a follower. Stop being sheep. We're, not, we're better than that. I'm out of here, guys. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later. Have a good night. 
hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. You can follow me on Instagram at the Real Boys Watkins. And also one more time, I mentioned the Parlor app, but it looks like Parlor's in trouble because they're letting people actually say what they want to say. Uh, but but I'm but if you do follow the Parlor app or Clubhouse, I'm at Dr. Boyce Watkins, and also you can get um, access to the All Black Agenda at theallblackagenda.com. So thank you guys for listening. Um, I didn't have an agenda in terms of what I wanted to talk about tonight. I just had some things on my mind, so I appreciate you guys listening. So have a good day. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.